the Yvette Darth podcast. Never miss an episode. Visit YvetteDarthMP.com or follow Yvette Darth MP on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Domestic and family violence continues to be a major issue in Queensland, including our local community, which is why I invited today's guest on the podcast. It's time for 10 Minutes with CEO of the Centre Against Domestic Abuse, or CADA for short, Holly Brennan. For this edition of 10 Minutes with, I'm on location in Caboolture. Holly has worked in women's health, prevention of violence against women and children, sexual and reproductive health, child protection, sexuality and respectful relationships education and health promotion for 25 years. CADA is the lead agency for the high-risk team, coordinated multi-agency response to high-risk domestic and family violence cases in Moreton Bay. CADA provides a range of support for survivors, including advocacy, risk assessments, emotional support, home safety upgrades, referrals and court support. Holly, thanks for inviting me to CADA's Caboolture office today to talk about the support your organisation provides to the Redcliffe and Moreton Bay community. Before we dive into that, I just want to get you to tell me a little bit about you, your journey to becoming a CEO and the history of CADA. Wow, thank you. And thank you so much for being here in Caboolture talking to us. Uh, CADA is an amazing service. We've got 60 staff all here working to prevent violence and control in our community. Everybody's dedicated to helping um, women and children and others, you know, have safe, healthy relationships and when they need to um, escape from violence and crisis. So me, I've always, which I know it sounds strange to some people, I've always worked in violence prevention. Um, I love working in community, helping people to be able to help themselves um, to live strong, healthy, vibrant lives. And I know every time I talk to you, Holly, I can sense that passion coming through. Thank you for the amazing work you do. So many people still don't understand what domestic and family violence is. So can you define it for us? Describe what is domestic and family violence? Yeah, and I I think that the confusion is really understandable because it's different for everybody. And because a lot of us grew up learning about, you know, a, a black eye or, or, or somebody being punched or, or injuries or broken ribs, we're, we're all still confused that it's actually so much more and it, it could be happening to us, it could be happening to our friends, our mother, in, in our families because domestic and family violence is really about someone using power and control to limit your choice and your opportunities um, to feel free and safe. A lot of people who live in domestic and family violence live in fear financially or socially, emotionally. They might not have control about seeing friends and family. They could be isolated. They may not even be allowed to eat the food that they want to or go to appointments or work outside of the home. So it can be really confusing for everybody really to go, well, what does it mean and what does it mean for me? Because it can range from, you know, physical, sexual, all the way to financial and even cultural. You know, you can't go to the church that you want to because somebody is controlling your ability to do that. You've just described some of, I guess, the, the triggers that people can be looking out for. Isolation, you know, not being able to go to the shops, not being able to work outside of the household, uh, you know, not being able to see your friends, having your text messages checked all the time. 
financial control, having no control over what you're spending your money on or how much you can spend, emotional, psychological control, right through, of course, to, to physical harm. So if someone at home is listening to this podcast and saying, wow, I, th- I think that's me, or I know it's me, maybe it's time that I do something about it, that I try to get help, where can they go? Yeah, so I think that that's really interesting. And I think when people ring or reach out to get help, they're thinking that somebody's going to judge them and they're thinking that someone's going to tell them to leave. And so the first thing I want to tell the people who are listening is reaching out for help to a service like CADA, just Google us, Centre Against Domestic Abuse. Our number will come up and we welcome you to ring us and have a chat. But you don't have to be at that point of knowing exactly what you're looking at or exactly what you want to do. You just might need somebody to talk to because you might not feel like you're the person who's in crisis or in danger for your life. You might just feel like the person who isn't allowed to spend their own money or can't send their children to the school that they want to, or that you've got a bit of a feeling that your phone's being tracked and that every time you go to the shop, why does your partner know exactly where you are? So a lot of people don't reach out because they think, oh, what I'm dealing with isn't serious. Like someone else has got it worse than me. Why would anyone care about me? And really the thing is we do care about you. We all care about you to reach out and just have a talk through somebody who really does know the signs and who can help you to just kind of explore, you know, where your confusion is coming from and really what is happening and what can you do. Absolutely. It's looking out for those signs and recognising what is an unhealthy relationship and making that first point of contact. And I know people will be concerned, especially if they've got children as well. If they've got pets, we know that's a factor that they're they're worried about, uh, you know, leaving their pets behind. And sometimes the first sign of domestic and family violence is a partner threatening or harming your animals. So we do have funding through the OSPCA to house people's pets, all types of pets, while someone is escaping domestic and family violence. And I just wanted to to mention that as well. So what about someone who is actually engaging that behavior, who may be listening and going, that's me, that's how I've been treating my partner, whether it's physical or psychological, financial control. If they finally want to stop that behavior, how can they get help? Yeah, I mean, and I just like put my hand up and say, thank you. You know, if you're a person who's feeling confused by your relationship and you're thinking, well, this isn't quite as equal or comfortable or as loving as it used to be and what I want, like really do reach out. Most people want to be in a happy, healthy, equal relationship where they're, you know, having fun and getting on with it together. So the best thing to do is to reach out for help. Um, There are some services in our community um, that are really willing and able to talk with a person who's using violence and control. And the good news is that if you do get help and you do have somebody who you can speak with, and sometimes it might be a group or a walking group that you join where people just are really open and talk about this, that it means you don't have to continue in an unhealthy, controlling, violent relationship. People can change. And they just need the help to do that. And being brave enough to say, hey, I want to learn how to do this differently is just such a strong, amazing thing to do. I couldn't agree more. And we do want more 
perpetrators reaching out for support and help to change that behaviour going forward. Because we know for every person who is in a uh, domestic and family violence relationship and we're able to assist them escaping that relationship, we're helping one person and their children. But if we can stop the perpetrator, we're helping stop victims who aren't even victims yet. I do encourage anyone listening to this podcast to, if you want to reach out and seek help, whether you are someone who is a recipient of that behaviour or you're the one perpetrating that behaviour, there is support for both of you. For those who are bystanders, family, friends who just thought, oh, we never get to see him. We know that he's really a bit controlling of whether she can come out and come to family events or whatever else, who are listening to this and going, I think I need to reach out and help. How best to do that? Be a friend. (laughs) Like I really, we can't say more than, like people don't want to be judged. People don't want to be told what to do. Um, Somebody who's living in a domestic and family violent relationship may need to tell five people before someone listens and believes. And when you listen and believe, that doesn't mean you have to give advice. It means listen and believe and be that person who is there for them. So many people won't leave. They're making a sensible choice to keep their children in the same school, at the same GP and in the same community. And that mum is often doing amazing things to keep that family safe. So if you can be there for them as a friend and a listening board, someone who takes them for a walk or, you know, you go and have a cuppa, by listening and believing and not putting yourself in the shoes of, well, why don't you leave? But saying, how can I help? Or I'm going to bring you around some magazines. (laughs) And then as people trust you because you're not judging, will probably, you'll find that over time, you'll be able to actually help them more and more to find the strength in their choice to make a decision that's sensible for them and their family. Thank you so much. We know shame, embarrassment, humiliation is such a barrier. Great advice. Don't judge. You don't have to be a professional counsellor. Just be a good friend. And am I right to say, Holly, that applies to both in that relationship? So if you are good friends with a couple and you see what one is doing to the other, it's not just talking about the person it's being done to, Mm. it's talking to the person who's doing it. That would be fair to say? It's quite amazing, isn't it, that we continue to feel like um, the victim or the survivor is one who should do something when actually they're already doing immense work in keeping their family together and keeping their family safe. Why aren't we having a jovial, gentle chat while we're watching the footy with our mate saying, you know, I've noticed this. Do you need to chat? Are you okay? Do you need some help? Now, of course, I'm talking about those domestic and family violence situations where you yourself as a bystander feel safe to talk to him as a person using violence or you feel safe talking to the woman or the children. There are other situations where, of course, you're ringing the police or you are ringing a service like uh, the Centre Against Domestic Abuse. You know, some people are killed by domestic and family violence. And some people also um, are at risk of suicide because of domestic and family violence. So whilst I think there are a million opportunities to open gentle conversations that are understanding and caring, there are also times where we can't say, 
I thought something was happening, but I didn't ring. We have to ring. We're neighbours. We're, we're community. We're family. And the days are gone now where we can pretend we don't know what domestic and family violence is because we don't want to be rude or assume. Thank you so much. And if this podcast has triggered any concerns with you, the listener, or someone you know, please, you can reach out to CADA, C-A-D-A. That operates across Moreton Bay region and across Queensland, as does many other domestic and family violence and sexual violence services. DV Connect, of course, you can reach out to my office. Uh, There are uh, many sites and, and providers that are here to help. I want to make sure you're reaching out for that help. Of course, if uh, that risk is imminent, please pick up the phone, call Triple O. We want to keep you all safe, uh, your children safe. Uh, And your pets. And your pets. We should never turn a blind eye to domestic and family violence. We all have part to play in society. Holly, CEO of Centre Against Domestic Abuse, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for the great work that you and your team do. This is a conversation we need to continue to have. We need to lift awareness and education in our community for us to change the behaviour out there, have more respectful relationships and prevent this harm occurring in the first place. Yep, and we absolutely can. Absolutely.